0: But I wanted to touch on something because the story has been bouncing around, and you know we're sort of tuned into AI. We don't know much about it. Well, I shouldn't say we. I don't know much about it. I don't use it. Like I don't. I've never used the Chat GPT. Uh, I don't even really know how it works. Sarah's done some stuff with it for us. Brad's used it before, but I sort of like. I don't know. I, I think I've reached that age where I don't know. Um, but there's a new one that came out from Google. Um, it's called Gemini, and it's their entry into the AI world. And user. Friendly AI, like you can use Gemini. If you've got a, an Android smartphone, you can basically, you know, like Siri. I don't know what they call it. Uh, Google Assist, I think is what they call it on Androids. It, you can now have basically artificial intelligence running. So, I mean, it, it, it's really coming to, you know, everyday use, but it's run into a bunch of problems. It creates things, creates writing. It creates pictures. It does all that stuff. Uh, and it's been just hammered the introduction, especially the picture part of it. Cause I mean, it generated artificial intelligence images of, black Nazi soldiers, like oops, Um, and there's more. There, it's been a bit of a mess, so they've apologized, hit pause, so where do we go now? Well, let's find out what this software is and what it's supposed to do. We're going to speak with uh, Atif Khan now, who is Vice President of AI and Data Science at Message Point. Um Atif, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. Hey, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, gotcha. Thank you. Excellent. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Give us uh give us the breakdown here on Gemini AI. Is it how how would you describe it? What's it meant to do?
1: Sure. So I think I think it touched on a lot of interesting things in your introduction. Um, let me let me maybe break this question down to two parts. One is the technical part of it, and the one's the business part of it. Technically, Gemini is the it represents the next evolution of what we call large language models, and this is a this is the this is the same set of models that GPD from OpenAI or Llama from Meta. Fall into that, let us about uh, these models allow us to do the really, really cool things. So, Gemini literally just represents the next evolution where they've gone in and made a couple of tweaks um, in terms of how the model understands the world. So, it's multimodal. An mm-hmm. um, example that I would give you that imagine a person trying to understand the world by using one sense at a time versus a person who's using all five senses at a time to look at the world and understand what's happening around him or her. So it's multimodal. It can understand text. It can understand images. It can understand video, audio all in real time. And then also it can, it, it can understand and recall really, really large context histories or conversation histories. So if, if you were to read a large book, for example, our existing models today are... are uh, kind of limited chapter by chapter type of thing so they make sense out of a chapter and then they forget what the ch- previous chapter was about oh, okay and then we move on Gemna has this incredibly um, ability to not just be able to look at the entire book but recall information with how a position
0: I see okay and and like you say there's integration right like you can use this in a lot of different ways it's not just hey create me a picture of this you it, it it'll run your android device like it's really starting the integration ramps up with this right
1: yeah, so there's three distinct models that, uh, unlike OpenAI, that uh, Gemini's or Google's targeting for. Um, I think they they it's like the the small, medium, large, right? So you go you go and order your fries. Um, the smaller model is literally targeted for um, mobile devices, and then that's, that you know it's going to start showing up on Google Android phones. And it's going to start showing up on other mobile devices as well. Um, the 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 medium version, what they call Pro. Is the one that their chat. If you go and touch their Gemini application today on the web, that's powered by the medium version of the Pro version, and then they have this Ultra model, the large version that is much much larger, and it's it's literally focused for specialized applications like in medicine and education.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Now, now, what's gone wrong with it? I think like what because what, <laughs> I've heard all kinds of stories that it's just they they had to pause some of it. So I mean, what went wrong with this Gemini? Yeah.
1: So I think. To be able to understand that that, um, uh, that part of the, the conversation, there's there, we need to maybe take a step back and understand how these things are put together. There are three distinct steps. Um, one is to be able to look at all the raw information in the world and have the models make sense out of them. Yeah. The second is the, is the part where humans come in and then ask the model to communicate with humans in a certain way, so like the chat-like interfaces that we're used to, mm-hmm. and then the last piece, which is the, which technically we call reinforcement learning with human feedback, uh, in layman's terms, it basically means that we're going to ask, reward the model to behave in a certain way. So if it produces answers of certain quality, certain, certain inputs, certain, um, facts, for example, as human beings, we'll decide what it should, um, what it should do, what it should not do. So these are the three basic principles or steps that we apply to any one of them, regardless of what's Gemini, regardless of what's GPT. The, there's a huge set of bias that exists already in the information that's learning from. This is the base learning part of it. So it's putting, picking up a whole lot of conversations, a whole lot of text that we've written as human beings. There's bias in that, in that data set that, that it's using. So that's one. And then the last piece, which is the, the human being rewarding it and, 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 and asking you to behave in a specific way, I think that's where the our own biases as an organization, for example, can, can kick in. So in my mind, um, I think this is technically it's really really sound. However, I think Google is is gone maybe on the other extreme this time around, where they've just they want the model to be catering towards all kinds of social needs uh, that they've <laughs> they've gone to the left or the, a little too much kind of right thing, right yeah and, and that's uh, they, the they thing
0: publish. it changes so fast.
1: Yeah. It changes so fast yes it's like i think they announced um in december they announced gemini in early february they announced the availability for the ultra model and then the 1.5 which is the the groundbreaking research that just came out which is literally a week before after that right so it's 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 going to be an interesting journey it's going to touch us all and it's going to change our lives and matters we yet don't fully
0: comprehend do you think like obviously i mean anything new there's bumps in the road there's speed bumps there's glitches there's bugs that need to get worked out do we get there do we get past all of this yeah i think i think we do i think the, the technology is so transformative the technology
1: touch, touches not just professionals not just um a specific set of users i think it touches everything it, it re- redefines our education system it re- redefines how we operate as professionals it's if you go back and, and, and think about the Internet uh, and, and then and then fast forward that to today and then have an employee say you don't have access to the Internet or you don't have access to a computer, but go do your professional work. It's almost an impossible thing today. Yeah, right? it is. The technology is so transformative. I think yeah. it, it is going to change us. It's going to be with us. The key thing is how it's applied. Yep. So governance around it uh, and then understanding that I think it's you can't isolate the human out of it. You can't replace the human out of it. This technology exists to enhance humans, to make us better, to do, for, for me to be able to find things that I will take more time to find, to, for me able to to talk to an expert, a colleague that doesn't exist as a virtual expert or colleague, for example, right? Yeah. So I think the technology will get better. And we've seen signs of how it's improving. Uh, you can see in terms of Google's approach versus uh, OpenAI's approach versus Microsoft's approach, OpenAI is the tree after the, the nirvana, which is the, the I want to get to an AI state, which is completely aware, completely understanding of the world. Uh, Microsoft is, wants to take on the enduring part of it. I want to integrate into every little thing that we touch and do, office documents, our emails, our chats, and, and so on and so forth. And Google's taking a slightly different approach where it wants to get it to devices, but but their, their focus is... Um, I want the models to be able to reason about things. I want the models to be able to understand things, right? So complete different journeys, but in the end, we're all going in the same
0: place. It's a process. It's a journey, and it'll take time. Jeff, thank you so much for being here today. I really do appreciate your time. Thank you.